0: Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast, where our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and energized. As a runner, or perhaps you are looking for the right motivation to become one, you've definitely found the right place. We share inspirational stories from real runners, motivating running related information, and much more to help you feel good about your running. And now, your host and a longtime feel good runner himself, Jim Lynch.
1: Well, welcome runners. It's September. How about that? We are through the summer. All the June, July, August months are over with, and we are now into September. My name is Jim Lynch, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. I'd like to welcome you to it. Thank you for listening to this episode, and hopefully you listen to a few others. Or if you're brand new, I'd like to welcome you also. Yeah, it's September, folks. It's... uh It's that time of the year that I love. I mean, you know, I moved here from Maui in February, but I just remember living here for many years in Denver and September and half of October were my favorite months out here. So I'm seriously looking forward to that enjoying the change in the air, the nice, crisp, cool mornings and the changing of the leaves, you know, when they change out here, there's a lot more aspens uh, that change. And so I'm really excited about that. And I can't wait. Now, I'm not sure about winter. I'm not sure what I'm going to be like for that because I haven't really experienced a winter in over eight years. So this will be my first, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is going to be a shorter podcast episode, uh, for a couple reasons. One, I got some running news that I'd like to share with you. Some stories that I've found very limited amount of them anymore, as far as anything unique. And, uh, I found a couple, just want to share a couple news stories with you. And then I'm in between trips. I, uh, I was just in Pittsburgh and I'm going to be heading out to Los Angeles. Los Angeles this, coming, this week, actually tomorrow. This is being released on Tuesday. So tomorrow I head out to LA. And on Thursday, I'm going to be running with this amazing group, the Skid Row Running Club. I can't wait for that. I watched the movie Skid Row Marathon and the whole premise behind that. And I get to run with them on Thursday morning. And I also get to record a podcast with with them, Judge Mitchell and uh, a couple of the runners that have really turned their lives around. And I'm so excited to go out there and do this. And that's coming up and we'll have that episode out, you know, fairly shortly afterwards. Um, so that's why I'm having a shorter episode now. And uh, I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. You know, I have a A friend, she's a fairly new friend, and she listened to my podcast and she mentioned something to me that I think probably some of you that have been regular listeners probably would want to say too that they may be just a touch long. So I'm going to make it a goal to shorten them down a little bit, try to keep them around an hour, 10. At the max, maybe an hour 15, but some of them have been going into over an hour and a half to an hour, 40 minutes. So I'll be working on that and hopefully you can give me some feedback if you like a little bit shorter. All right. Do you hear that sound? You know what that is? That's me running. Last week, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I was visiting my brother and I ran every morning, I found this incredible trail. It's called the Montour Trail. And in the information, it says that this is the longest suburban rail trail in the United States encompassing 63 miles. And it runs through communities west and south of Pittsburgh, follows the abandoned rights away of the Montour Railroad and Peters Creek branch of the Pennsylvania Railroad. Most of the trail, at least the part that I ran on, is crushed limestone. I saw very little paving, if any, maybe right around a trailhead parking lot, but that's about it for that. And I understand that this is all volunteer supported by the Montour Trail Council, and they take care of resurfacing and mowing and um, the portable restrooms and everything along there. And it, it was so gorgeous. I really liked this tunnel that I ran through. It was uh, it was actually pretty cool. Anyway, I did a little commentary while I was out on a trail. I wanted to capture the moment, and I'd like to play that for you right now. It's really brief. Here it is. So I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm more towards the Pittsburgh Airport and Carnegie Robinson area. You can look on a map if you like but I've been spending a few days over here and I found this wonderful trail that I'm actually on right now. It's called the Montour trail and it's crusher fine most of the way. And, uh, it's just gorgeous. It's one of these Western Pennsylvania trails that just go on forever and ever and ever. And, uh, man, I'll tell you when you get out and about running is the most incredible thing to do because you can just take your shoes and, throw them on and go out and explore and one thing about this trail that is really amazing is that everybody that I pass will say hi I don't know if it's because of the virus and everybody just is glad to see another human being but everybody's so friendly and this includes bike because sometimes bikers are not that friendly to runners don't say hi a lot so this is very pleasant it's so beautiful too such nature running is awesome folks it really is if you're new to this you got uh, you got a treat in store for you if you've been running for a while you know exactly what i'm talking about well there you go the montour trail i'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes that way you can check it out and if you're from the pittsburgh area and you're listening i'd love to hear your opinion of your little trail over there which is beautiful and uh, if you visited and ran that trail before, let me know. I, th- I just loved it. I, I, it really made my whole trip, aside from seeing my brother. All right. I really hate to talk about this, but I, I need to talk about it. I, uh, I've mentioned it in other podcasts, uh, but it happened again. A young lady from Newport, Arkansas, Jackson County, Arkansas, her name is Sydney Sutherland, 25 years old, out running, just enjoying a nice run as any of us should. And this psychopath passed her and turned around and he ended up abducting her, assaulting her and killing her. And this was a young woman who just went out for a run. And this psychopath decided to end her life. And that just, it breaks my heart. It it angers me, it frustrates me, and it also breaks my heart. So condolences out to the Sutherland family. This is just not the way run, running should be for anybody. And that brings me back to my point that you really need to be safe out there, ladies. It sucks, but you really need to take the precautions, be aware of your surroundings, and be smart when you go out for just a pleasant run. You know, it's so unfortunate that it has to be that way, but it is that way, and I hate that it is. I have a link to an ABC News report that gives you some suggestions out there to be safe, but I'd really like you to listen to episode number nine, my episode number nine. It's with a woman named Tasha Ina Church, and she is a female uh, badass, a self-defense instructor. And it's a remarkable episode and it'll give you so much information on how to protect yourself the best you can in an uncomfortable situation, whether it's running or whether you're going to a parking lot or any uncomfortable situation that may be dangerous or, you know, potentially life-threatening. And I think it's worth a listen. If it will help you to be more aware of your surroundings and for you to have some tips and techniques on how to protect yourself, if by listening to that episode, that's accomplished for you, where you feel more protected out there, that would be just awesome and you deserve it. So episode number nine, Tasha Ina Church, self-defense instructor. She is awesome. I'll put a link to it in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com for this episode or just go to episode number nine, all right? And when you listen, go just fast forward through all my stuff that I usually say at the beginning and just get to the interview because I guarantee you it's going to help you. I really believe that in my heart of hearts. Do it now. We want you safe out there. Running is such a wonderful sport. And you should feel comfortable to go out and run without worry. Well, let's get on now with the rest of the episode, which is a few news stories, running news stories, inspirational, motivational, and even fun. And uh, it's for the month of September 2020. And like I mentioned before, these stories are far and few between because of the pandemic. There's not a lot of, with no races, actually, there's not a lot of stories that are coming out of uh, major accomplishments of some regular runners, some everyday runners. So I try to find them for you folks. I really do. And I hope you enjoy this. All right. Well, let's get on with it. Keep on running, man.
0: Searching anywhere and everywhere. Here is this episode's Feel Good Running News.
1: 69-and-a-half-year-old Shirley Jackson from Jamestown, North Dakota, has been a runner for eight years or so, and she's completed some 5 and 10K runs along with half marathons. Shirley was never interested in running a marathon. Actually, never, ever, never was she ever interested in running one of those marathon things but hence enters her running partner melissa and somehow melissa talked shirley into running one now that must have been a really interesting conversation i'd like to know a little bit more about that So Shirley was signed up for the Fargo-North Dakota Marathon, but unfortunately, it was rescheduled twice and eventually canceled like so many other races due to the pandemic. Now, since she has been training since last March... She decided to run her own marathon. She said, I am just going to run it, and it's just me by myself, so I'm going to run it virtually. I have a lot of grandkids, and I also have the Buffalo City Running Club who will help me get through this thing. So on Sunday, August 23rd, her marathon started and finished in front of her home. She ran the first 14 miles by herself. Then her training group and family members helped the remaining 12.2 miles. And her daughter-in-law kept her replenished in fluids throughout the run. Now listen to this. This is kind of crazy. Shirley's goal was to keep an average pace of 10 minutes and 30 seconds per mile. And that would equate to a 4-hour and 30-minute marathon. Well, she finished with a pace of 10 minutes and 38 seconds and a time of 4 hours, 38 minutes, and 41 seconds. Isn't that amazing? Shirley said, that's really good for an old lady. And she said she could not have done it without her family and her running group cheering her on and helping her along the way. Well, well done, Shirley. We are all proud of you on your accomplishment. We really are. Pretty amazing. And by the way, she said she's not going to be doing another marathon. One was enough. Wow, now this is quite a story. Sister Stephanie Beliga is a nun at the Mission of Our Lady of Angels in West Humboldt Park in Chicago. A lifelong runner, she is a lightning fast runner and has a PR of two hours and 53 minutes. And She is even training for the 2024 Women's Olympic Trials. Now, she is not permanently committed to the trials, but hopes she can do it. But it really is based on how God leads her through the next couple of years. Sister Stephanie took a vow of poverty and therefore does not buy things. Her running shoes and clothing is donated to her. And she said the running shoes that are given to her are actually better than those that she would purchase. She has a watch, too, but it's really just to look cool, and she does not time anything. She just runs by clock time. In her neighborhood of West Humboldt Park, the neighborhood has been plagued by the coronavirus, unemployment, and social unrest, and businesses have been looted and destroyed. The mission was actually the only place for people to get food. Sister Stephanie has run the Chicago Marathon every year since 2011. She told friends that she would run it on a treadmill if it was canceled, believing it would not be. Well, the Chicago Marathon was canceled, and she made good on her commitment, ran it on a treadmill, and even did it for charity. Now listen to this. She ran a three-hour and 33-minute marathon on a treadmill in the basement of her convent. That is about an eight minute and eight second per mile pace. And this was also streamed live on social media and get a load of this. She raised $108,000 for the mission. She said, it is really beautiful because we've been delivering lots and lots of food to senior citizens stuck in their houses since March. I'm doing this in solidarity with them. And though it was the hardest marathon in her life, it was really the most important. This is a true story of giving, runners. Continuing to feed those in need is such a wonderful thing. And we know that Sister Stephanie will continue to do her work for others the remainder of her life. Thank you, Sister, for being an inspiration. And we are so glad you're part of the running community. And I really hope that you have the opportunity to run the 2024 Women's Olympic Trials. And, of course, if you're called to do so. So all I got to say is, Amen, Sister. Amen. I've never been to Scotland, but would really like to someday. Actually, one of my favorite musicians in the world is Katie Tunstall, and she's from Scotland, Edinburgh to be exact, and grew up in St. Andrew's Fife. And you know what? If there is a famous person I would like to have lunch with, well... It's KT. I find her just absolutely amazing. She's a great songwriter, a creator, and quite the performer. And I just love her music. So, you know, one thing about doing a podcast is you certainly learn a lot of things and and what I've learned recently for this episode is that we have zip codes here in the United States, and over in Scotland, they have postcodes. Lithuanian runner, Lelana Uzati. Wow, Lelana, I'm really sorry if I butchered your name. That was, a, uh, that was a tough one. Well, Lelana previously lived in London and was a member of the TAMS Hare and Hounds Running Club. And by the way, that running club is a story in itself. It started in 1868. Yeah, 1868. It's the oldest cross-country running club in the world. Can you imagine that? I wonder what that looked like then. Hmm. Probably something. Anyways, Lilana now lives in Metro Aberdeen in Scotland. And due to the lockdown and trying to figure out different things to do to stay motivated, the Tams Hare and Hounds Running Club suggested to members to run around the postcode district. Well, Lalana ran with that idea literally and figured she would do this in Aberdeen. There are 11 postcode districts and her goal was to run around one every week. Each postcode provided a different challenge, mostly in distance. For instance, AB 24 was 14K and AB 21 was 70K, which she split into two separate runs. She even ran a 20K run on the beach. Lalana said some of the runs were beautiful, especially along the coast to the south of the cove and in the countess wells area lalana completed the challenge which the final distance was 305 kilometers That would be approximately 189 and a half miles total here in the U.S. Not a bad challenge. So what will Lalana do now? Well, she has a goal of running up the 20 peaks closest to Aberdeen before the winter sets in, and of course, she is looking forward to races returning, as we all are. Good job, Lalana, and keep on running. Runners, I hope you're doing your part to prevent the spread of COVID-19 by wearing a face mask in public and, and sometimes when you're running. Now at the Sunny Rest Resort in Pennsylvania recently, besides wearing a mask over your face, not much else was covered for the annual Bouncing Buns Clothing Optional 5K. You heard me right, clothing optional. Jen Miller is a runner and she's also a writer for the New York Times and many of her articles are on running. Ron Horn is race director and co-owner of Pretzel City Sports that puts on running events. Now, Jen has run a handful of Pretzel City Sports Clothes races, but the nude races never really appealed to her, with so many other races to run. Jen was receiving emails about this year's Bouncing Buns 5K, and with the pandemic, she started to think about it. Well, a friend of hers said that she was 90% committed to making the trip and participating in the event, so Jen decided to go with her and, if for nothing else, just to see her. Jen wrote that she has been to Las Vegas' topional pools and nudity was not an obstacle, but the thought of running naked seems so, well, uncomfortable. Well, being a runner, she did do some pre-preparation for the Bouncing Buns run. She ran naked on her treadmill in her basement at home, and she did realize that going brawless was impractical for her. So she used the Donald Duck approach where she wore a hat, sports bra, and no bottoms. In her article, she Mentions that Sunny Rest is like most other campgrounds with tents, RVs, pools, tennis courts, hiking, and biking trails. It's not a sexual thing there, it's just a lifestyle that people enjoy. It's private property, so nudity is not an issue, and therefore, most are just walking around in sandals and hats and pretty much nothing else. Well, Jen checked in and received her bib, but the staff person actually wrote her race number on her leg. She did wonder where was she going to pin that bib anyway. Well, the day of the race, all runners were required to wear a mask and stand six feet apart for proper social distancing. Her friend was already stripped down at the start line, and she fit right in. And Jen gave her an elbow bump and took off her shorts. She did say that it didn't feel weird at all. Now, since the race started at 10.15, it got hot, and she was covered in sweat the first mile and was really grateful for her sunblock and anti-chafing balm. The Bouncing Buns Clothing Optional 5K is an out-and-back course, and she watched the leaders as they were on their way back and saw their naked form in motion. She felt appreciation in the same way she'd look at a nice painting. And what was more amazing, she didn't worry about anyone appreciating her body and was not concerned at all which parts were not perfectly flat and smooth or shook with every step. She was just another body in motion. Jen finished the run in 30 minutes and 26 seconds and was fifth overall in her age group. And she wore her medal around her neck with nothing but sandals, a bandana, and some fresh sunblock. Thank you, Jen, for writing such a fun story and sharing your adventure. In these times, living in this pandemic era, you exposing the bare facts of your run, your story was truly welcome and took the edge off of our daily stress if just for a minute. I have a link to Jen's article in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. And by the way, follow her. She has some great running articles, Maybe one of these days I can have her on the podcast. Jen, if you're listening, are you interested? Well, if so, clothing required. Finally, in this period of virtual running races, it seems that they are a dime a dozen. And many of you may be as tired of virtual races as you are of Zoom meetings and Zoom happy hours. But there is one virtual race that I want to bring to your attention that is happening on Sunday, September 13th, 2020. It is called the Alive and Running 5K Walk Run for Suicide Prevention. In my last episode, I spoke with Bobby O'Donnell, the author of the book Running Wild. He mentioned in his book his friend Rachel, and without warning or even a sign, took her own life. This was a devastating loss for Bobby, and he honored her throughout the book. When somebody does take their own life, usually there's no warning, and loved ones and friends beat themselves up afterwards, trying to figure out why they didn't see a sign, why they didn't reach out for help, why they were helpless in trying to help them. And this is just more often than not. Now, I have a friend in Denver that I run with, and she recently was on jury duty for a murder trial. A medical examiner took the stand to discuss aspects of her findings and conclusions based on the body. But a stunning statement that my friend mentioned was that in questioning, she said that she has performed over 4,000 medical exams of the deceased. But what is really striking is she said it is a daily occurrence that they receive a body of a person that committed suicide. That's a life of somebody that took their own life. With this pandemic changing our entire lives and adding stresses that may be overwhelming, Suicides are on the increase, no denying that. Alive and Running is presented by the D.D. Hirsch Mental Health Services in Los Angeles, and the money raised is to save lives. I fully support this and will participate from here in Denver. Their website is not only to register, but also provides education and resources for suicide prevention, along with stories of those that took their own lives and others that their lives were saved. Dee Hirsch is a highly regarded suicide prevention center in Los Angeles and is a national and world leader in training, research, and services. So please join me in either participating in the run or donating to this event. I have a link to both the Alive and Running 5K Run and the Dee Hirsch website, and you can find it in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com that's for this episode i really hope you'll join i really do because you know what this is what the running community is all about and of course i understand if you already have a charity that you are supporting already and thank you for your consideration
0: here is a running quote to keep you inspired and feeling good
1: all right folks guess what Yeah, it's time for the quote, the inspirational, motivational running quote of this episode. And you know, quotes, in my opinion, can really capsulize an emotion, no matter if it's running or anything else. It just kind of capsulizes the moment. But especially in running, when you think about a quote and it's like a mantra and it just goes over and over in your head, I think it's pretty cool. And that's why I like bringing these to you. And that's why I like quotes personally. So here is our running quote of this episode, and it's by Mina Samuels, and she's the author of Run Like a Girl, 365 Days a Year. And here's the quote. Our running shoes have magic in them, the power to transform a bad day into a good day, frustration into speed, self-doubt into confidence, and chocolate cake into muscle about that let me read it one more time for you our running shoes have magic in them the power to transform a bad day into a good day frustration into speed self-doubt into confidence and chocolate cake into muscle think about that i think it's a pretty excellent quote next time you put on your running shoes think about that because our running shoes seriously do have magic in them All right, that's it for this episode, runners. And as I always say, please share my podcast, this episode, across your social media platforms with your running friends. It really helps to grow. And if you get a chance, by any chance, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the more listeners I will get, and the more the show will grow. I always ask that of you. I know every, every single podcast episode, but it really does help, and I need your support. You've been very good to me, and I, I appreciate it. All right. Well, as I always say, just show up and always, always feel good about your running.
0: That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and spread the feel good running vibe around you head over to feelgoodrunning.com to access all the links and resources mentioned on the show until next time keep motivated keep focused and keep on running it is sure to make you well feel good